FFFL pod. We are here in COVID land. Hockey is over. Officially, the FFHL league has come to a conclusion. Um, no champion in your face, Dave. Um, but let's focus on football now. So uh, last episode, we did the 2016 redo and saw what a horrible draft it was. Uh, so today we're going to go on to 2017. So tell how much heat have you taken for your guys' approach to the hockey league to splitting out the money? Oh, I think it went over pretty good as far as I can tell. I mean, um, yeah, everyone seemed okay with it. I mean, I know there's a couple of people that got potentially got burned, um, the people that got into the Final Four, but third place was $100 and fourth place was zero, so you really don't know. You could have got nothing. Um, a couple people gave up firsts and kind of got burned, but that's kind of what, you know, the free season will do is at least you, you know, you have a full year to recover from that. So it is what it is. There's not, you know, I, I, I you know, we looked at the other ways about giving it out by regular season points and compensating based on what you traded and it became really complex and nothing really worked very well. So that's what we went with. Yep. Makes sense. So for our 2017 draft i get 101 um so let's get into it i will take the obvious choice uh christian mccaffrey so it's got to be the consensus 101 in dynasty and startups in seasonal drafts now uh, he's had in in the three years on the rookie deal 5300 total yards and 39 touchdowns so he's heads and shoulders above everybody else as far as i i can tell so i think it's an obvious obvious choice there definitely agree with that i mean uh I uh, traded to get that third pick, and he was exactly who I was hoping would be there. Um, I know what sucker took that trade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the guy who traded it won the league, so it it happens. Um, yeah, and I um, so I wanted him there. It worked out well, especially with the 0.5 PPR coming in. I think the year after, um, which is kind of when McCaffrey kind of blew up. He actually didn't do much in his first year, so. Yeah, I like the pick. Uh, the only other one that um, could be argued for that spot would be the 102 who I'm going to take, which is Alvin Kamara. Um, so again, like n- not much to say. He's going in a di- like if you were starting a dynasty league right now, he would be a top top eight pick kind of thing. If if it's a one quarterback league, he'd probably be higher. Um, you know, he had 2,400 yards uh, rushing in his first uh three years and then 2000 receiving like it's it's ridiculous and i mean if it wasn't for mccaffrey being in this draft i bet you camara would be number one in almost every other year um for the fffl i think you'll see with a number of these players especially if you look back at what we just redid for 2016 a lot of these players would be pretty high picks in other years for sure yep so that makes um that makes sense so it gets a bit I think there's probably four or five players now that had a bit of a hard time slotting in um, who would go. And if you look at their kind of their stats and where they look in their fourth year, which these players still have a fourth year option in the FFFL. So um, I, I had to go with Joe Mixon. So he's got 3,700 total yards and 21 touchdowns in the three years, um, which is Better than most of the remaining running backs. Um, there's good quarterbacks in this draft class, good wide receivers, but running backs important. And um, Mix just has 
those points. And it looks like, you know, the, the offense is going to be even better in his fourth year. So, yeah, I think, I think Mixon, um, and yeah, another one, um, that will be a, we will see in a lot of drafts could have, could have gone even higher except for the talent in this draft puts them down to three. And I, and I agree, I think there's some coin tosses here and, and, uh, you know, with the 104, I would take Dalvin cook, um, I think the only thing that hurt him was he was a little bit banged up in his first year. Um, but his numbers are certainly up there over 2000 yards rushing in, in three years. Uh, a lot of those coming in the third year. Um, and, uh, you know, 17 rushing touchdowns. Mixon had 17 rushing touchdowns as well. So very similar numbers. I think cook, I think I would want cook over Mixon right now. If, if, we were just starting a league and I, you know, I was picking a running back and those were my choice, but based on what they've done so far and what value they've provided in FFFL, I think uh, Mixon definitely ahead of Cook, so Cook at 104, uh, but he's right there. Yeah, it makes sense. In in this method of redrafting, I, Cook was one of the players I was thinking about at 103 and it's, well, how do you manage the fact that he missed a bunch of games? So maybe he has the same number of touchdowns as Mixon, but he's played... 10 less games and so how do you look at well what would you have had in those 10 games or would you more value the player that's been there and you can just kind of slot in um and and, and for me i think Mixon made sense um and i think cook makes sense at four and then the next one that i'll pick at 105 is leonard fournette so another pretty steady stable starting running back 3600 total yards lots of receptions last year which i think was a bit of a surprise um but really valuable in our league now, obviously, and 19 touchdowns. So uh, maybe the fourth year, who knows what he's going to look like this year. It seems there was some issues with coaches in Jacksonville, if I remember, and he wasn't, he's kind of outspoken and and benched himself, but um, I don't think he has a contract after this year. So you'd expect he'd want to play and put up some numbers. And I think it would make sense. And I think he'll have a really good fourth year as well. Ask Melvin Gordon how it went playing not under contract not good or, or not not playing to to earn your contract uh so yeah I'll, that's uh yeah you know you can't argue with that uh pick much um unfortunately this this podcast is actually boring because you know we don't get to yell at each other for our picks because there's too many good players here but uh number six uh another running back i'll go with uh chris carson who uh loves to fumble um, so I don't know if he's uh, great going forward because uh, he might find his way onto the bench. But here's another running back from this draft with close to 3,000 or just over 3,000 total yards. And again, touch a touchdown machine. Um, I'm trying to remember, was this the Rawls year or was Rawls the year before? I, I, don't, I don't know, but I remember Chris Carson's, yeah, he was a third round pick in the FFFL by a really savvy drafter i can't remember who picked them uh but he was one of these like hey he's a seventh round pick or something but he's having a really good preseason and and he's kind of making a name in those kind of second and third preseason games and so i don't know if he supplanted rawls or a different starter or not but it turned out um yeah kind of pretty good kind of slow first year and then the last two years were awesome other than the uh fumble problems he has so i think we'll uh We'll see him start off strong and then be uh, stapled to the bench and have uh, some stud named Rashad Penny take over, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, 106, Chris Carson. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. You And you made a, an interesting comment 
about Carson, and I'm going to use it in my pick at 107, uh, which is Aaron Jones. You said touchdown machine. Well, Aaron Jones has 32 touchdowns, um, and a lot of those came last year, I think, which really helped Jeff uh, win the championship, if I'm not wrong. Um, but another 3,000-yard running back, 32 touchdowns. I mean, this year, okay, they picked another running back, A.J. Dill, in the second round, so you don't know um, if he's one of these guys that, that kind of disappears disappears or not you got three years um of production he was a fourth round pick in the fffl so a uh, really really good pick i don't know how but hindsight right but yeah 32 touchdowns um so the points you get are amazing yeah i took jamal williams in the second round uh with the 16th pick and i'm trying to remember who green bay also had there oh it was montgomery i had montgomery so i took jamal williams and uh, and then, yeah, Aaron Jones went 55th overall. So probably, arguably, the best pick in FFFL history. I know DeMarco Murray was a fourth rounder as well, so he would fall in that category. But second to last pick, Aaron Jones, um, pretty good. Strange, strange that world where the best pick in FFFL history is awarded to Carl. Yeah, and yeah. and the DeMarco Murray one was smashed today, so I'll shout out to him. But um, that was the first year when, like, we were drafting DBs in the first round. So if the drafts were more consistent, like they were in year two through year nine, DeMarco Murray, you know, was probably picked in the in the second or third. So to see, like, this is only, you know, three years ago, uh, that superstar player in the fourth, late fourth, is, you know, pretty amazing i mean i guess tyreek hill didn't go in the draft before so he would be even better but nobody picked him um so anyway moving along 108 um we might as well stick with the theme uh of running back here and go with marlon mack so eight straight running backs to start this redo which i think is crazy but i mean here's another guy almost 3,000 yards 22 touchdowns uh, in his first three years, really consistent in year two and three. That seems to be a theme, too, with these guys. I know Cook was injured, but, you know, McCaffrey started slow. Carson started slow. So, you know, when you're drafting these guys, maybe that's an interesting thing to look at it, at looking at year two and three more than year one. And if you had done that, you might have drafted Chubb instead of Rashad Penny. Um, but, you know, we can't all can't all do the right thing. It's yeah, I think it's a it's a good pick i mean i don't know what his fourth year is going to look like with super stud jonathan taylor um but you got those yards and those touchdowns out of a second rounder so um so i'll go next with 109 i'll break the trend i think we've used up all the running backs here and i'll go with uh chris godwin wide receiver so he's really really high highly ranked wide receiver in, in like your dynasty formats now and um scored a ton last year year he's 2700 yards and 17 touchdowns 179 receptions um probably the best wide receiver i mean there's a, some good ones here but he has the path to a lot of points in year four as well um granted wide receivers don't add a tend to not add a ton in their rookie year um i think he's a, he's a safe bet at this point in the draft i thought it was interesting that he has 179 receptions curtis uh sorry christian mccaffrey has 303 receptions in the same three-year period which kind of kind of tells you why McCaffrey's so uh, valuable yeah well Carolina can't throw the ball downfield so um 
should be even more receptions for McCaffrey this year with uh, Bridgewater, safe, Mr. Safety, throwing it to him. So uh, if anyone wants to uh, make an offer on him with his fourth-year option, uh, you know where to find me. McCaffrey's on the block so I'll go with another uh, wide receiver because I don't you know I don't want you to get the one up on me so I'm just going to follow you this whole draft and go with a wide receiver um, and I'm going to go with one that I drafted as well um, which is humble break uh, uh, which is 1.10 pick I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay um, yeah just you know clearly the second best receiver no I guess I shouldn't say clearly all the wide receivers at the end here are probably close but um, you know, he's a beast. I picked him, so I got to stick with my boy. Uh, of course, I then traded him for Mac, who also went in this draft. Humble brag. Um, but yeah, another guy's 2,700 yards receiving, uh, 19 touchdowns. Um, you know, and there's it's amazing to be talking about players with these stats this late in the first round after 2016, that's for sure. So yeah, not much else to say about him. Yeah, I think it. Makes sense. Um, so what what are we on? 11 I'll uh, go change positions again and go to Patrick Mahomes quarterback. So the the one year, not last year, the year before with his, he was the quarterback one by a long shot. And so it's just that one year and having those points, um, whoever had him should have probably won. Although I think it's Mahoney and I doubt he actually won probably through mismanagement. Um, but Mahomes top at top ranked at his position still Uh, so i think you get and he's been he had that first year where he didn't play right or he played one game or something and so you kind of lost the rookie year but you get your two and three and then your four on the fourth year option um the top ranked quarterback so seems like an easy choice yeah i I can't remember who drafted him i i'd shove it out but i i don't recall and it's not on this list so we'll just keep moving on um, but totally agree. Yeah, you miss out on that first year. But uh, and his quarterback one season in year two was so far above quarterback two that it yeah it would be very valuable. Now, if we're redoing this draft and it's super flex, I would probably put Mahomes a lot higher. Um, so that's one thing we actually didn't talk about when we were doing these redos. We're doing we should maybe start talking about doing the redos based on the uh, um, the new rules that will come into place in 2021. But it's Either a good question. Way. Where, where, where would he go in your? If it were Probably one oh five. Oh five. Okay, I was gonna say three. Yeah, maybe. Yep, you could take him over Mixon or Cook. So we have a recap: McCaffrey, Camara, Mixon, Cook. So yeah, one oh three. Yep, I'd, I'd argue anywhere in between one oh three, like McCaffrey, Camara, and then. You know, a gap, and then Mahomes, Mixon, and Cook. Yeah, it's interesting. I wish we would have thought about that before. Well, well, too late. Yeah, that's what happens when you're live. Um, so, what are we on here? One twelve. So, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna follow you again. I'm gonna go with a quarterback, and it's gonna be obviously Deshaun Watson. Um, I think he was in, he got injured in year one, but uh, year two he had a big season, um, and same year three wasn't quite as big as year two but still up there tons of rushing ability just like Mahomes um, tons of touchdowns on and a lot of them to Will Fuller every fourth week so you know if Mahoney wants to complain about skipping Fuller in the first round he can enjoy him sitting on his bench while he scores touchdowns so 
yeah, not much else to say about Watson. Um, if it was super flex, he probably slots in somewhere in that 105 to uh, to 107 range as well. Uh, maybe slightly lower than Mahomes, but maybe still in that in that early for early to mid first round. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I would say just looking kind of for a tier break or something, but maybe above Fournette, Carson Jones, or maybe running backs still hold that value, and it, he just comes in before the wide receivers. I don't yeah, know. It's be interesting to see how yeah. people incorporate Superflex into their drafting and stuff this year and next year. Yeah, and I think this year will be the like this year will be closer to what it will be like last year. I know uh, Kyler went um, earlier than he would have, but still not where he would have if it was Superflex. So this year you're going to have the two years of Superflex. So yeah, I think this will get closer, and then of course the next year it'll be full go. So. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so my last pick then um, at 113, Juju Smith-Schuster. This was, again, similar stats to the other wide receivers that went, although, um, so like 2,900 yards and 17 touchdowns, just had a really, really strong second year and then kind of a, I I don't know how to characterize it, a bust last year, Um, whether that was due to quarterback play or it's just without Antonio Brown, drawing attention of defense i don't know because i don't analyze the game like that um so we'll see in 2020 Uh, i think it's worth taking here because if if 2020 for him looks more like 2018 he would shoot you know right into that group of running backs probably um it was a glorious off season for mahoney last year to brag about juju all off season juju's on Mm -hmm. the block you're not offering enough he's the greatest player ever juju this juju that only to have him you know face plant uh, but we'll see how 2020 comes together. I think he has that potential, right, to be... We, last year, we're talking about... You're not talking about him in the same group as Godwin and Galladay, right? He's in kind of his own group, so we'll see if he can get back there or not. Yeah, I think I think he will. I think the quarterback uh, play in Pittsburgh was atrocious. Um, so, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see. Uh, 114, going to follow you again. Going to go with a wide receiver, and that is Cooper Cup. Um, you know, 2,500 yards. He's seems to be coming that, uh, PPR monster. He had 94 receptions last year, um, and, and over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns last year. So he's, you know, he's just steadily improving. Um, and I think he would be in that same tier as Juju and kind of that next man up. So yeah, nothing, nothing bad to say about him. Um, what a, what a first round. Yeah, no doubt. That's so much different than the 2016 group. And there's players that there's there's players that we haven't picked that you could kind of I don't know. You could think about them, or you could debate them coming in. So there's James Conner. We never selected. There's three kind of big tight ends. I would say one of them, Evan Ingram's probably the the relevant one now versus the other two, which was OJ Howard and David Njoku. Um, just a couple of players that didn't go D.D. Westbrook that you, you know, you could look at them and say, Hey, geez, where would they have gone in the 2016 group? Pretty high. Yeah. I, there's probably, uh, and then even Kareem Hunt is another one that I know he had some issues at the end of 2018 that could have screwed you over on your team, but that 2017 season was so good that, you know, he would be a great pick uh, in this would be, he would be like, you know, 
205 or something like that in this draft. Yeah, and I think you could make a case for him ahead of those wide receivers or quarterbacks, depending on how you value positions. Yeah, a couple, bu- a couple busts though. It's not all. It's not all good news. Um, if Denny will tell you that Corey Davis at 105 might not have been the best choice. Um, well, yeah, I mean he made up for it with Alvin Kamara, sure, but that Corey Davis didn't really pan out. And um, Matt Hart, who's no longer in the league, but Samaji Pirine at 109 didn't really land at all. Just a couple, couple busts in there still. Yeah, no, a couple in the first round, so you just never know, right? Actually, there's a, you know, the the first round busts were those two you mentioned, OJ Howard, Zay Jones, Mike Williams kind of has done some stuff now, and then John Ross. So, yeah, as much as this is an amazing draft, if you take out Tyree Kill, so 13, or take out Tyree Kill, so 201 is also a first rounder, which is Donta Foreman. You know, in this amazing draft, we still only had seven hits in the first round. So you're still only 50% hit rate. Now, the hit rate higher up in the first round, of course, is is better than 50%, but it just goes to show you just never know, right? Yeah, after that's that's an interesting way to look at it. Corey Davis in the first, so would that be the first seven picks if there was no Tyreek Hill? So six out of seven hit, yeah. including, cream, including Cream Hunt. So, so we'll let's see. take... Uh, Let's take a look at, so we're going to, let's take a look at Cooper Cup is the guy who was picked 14 in this draft. Um, Let's go look at 2016 really quick, and it should be fresh, hopefully, in everyone's mind. So uh, Zeke, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Derek Henry, Jordan Howard, Tyler Boyd. So is Cooper Cup at 114, the 105 in this draft? Probably, hey? Yeah, I, I would. I would. That's where I was looking at it. I would put him ahead of Howard, but after Henry, and maybe after Howard, depending. I can't remember how, but those three years that Howard had were really good for running back. So either way, either fourth or fifth, I think. Yeah, so it's interesting. What a difference. Uh, Cream Hunt, who we didn't pick at all, would be in that same spot. I would argue, fourth or fifth. Yeah, I would say definitely all those guys, and then. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like even if you, now if you flip it around and take Zeke, Zeke could potentially be the fifth pick in this draft instead of the first, where he was clearly the number one in that draft. So yeah, he wouldn't. He would have had. It was obvious and easy in sixteen and seventeen. I think the highest he would go is third, and I could see him going as low as maybe five or six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well. You know, it. Uh, I think that wraps up the the mock. Um, do you have anything else for this episode? I feel like I was a little hard on Mahoney, and I hope I don't get uninvited to his four hundred and fifty dollars White Claw party. Oh yeah, the White Claw party. Uh, I forgot about the White Claw party. So let's talk about who had the best draft this year. I think it was Mahoney, and Mahoney was the one who drafted Patrick Mahomes and Juju. So yeah, totally, man. What an <laughs> awesome drafter. What a great guy too. And a great guy. Yeah, I think I do think best draft. I hate to say it, and I'm sure you hate to mention it or hear it, but you, I think, won this year Christian McCaffrey in the first round, and then Marlon or Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin in the second round. So you kind of hit with everything. That uh, John, Jonathan, Willi- uh, uh, Jamal Williams in the second uh, was 
I mean, he's he started for my team. He's been viable, but definitely when you look at who went after that, he's not good. And then Josh Reynolds in the very last pick of the draft, definitely no Aaron Jones. Yeah, and I think the my pass at the loser of this draft was it was either Carter, who had John Ross and Donta Foreman, um, but John Ross has looked good last year, and you know I think you'll get a fourth year out of him this year, um, and Serena, who I think had no picks, and so this. Or maybe she had one in the second round. Um, this is not a draft you wanted to not have picks in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she drafted Joe Williams with that pick. Oh, and, Carter, a, and a linebacker in the fourth, too, for yeah. her. So, so Car- Carter did pick uh, Watson in the late second. So oh, yeah, that, that was good. That kind of saved his draft. Uh, Deke Yaz, great draft. Joe Mixon, um, unfortunately, Zay Jones, but then Cooper Cup and Marlon Mack as well. So lots of good drafts here. Um, yeah, you know, Dave had some great years at a hunt and then he went and, you know, did something bad. Um, so I don't, Dave didn't have a lot of picks in here anyway. So it uh, looks like Jeremy McNichols was a late third rounder. Not a good pick, um, but it's a late third rounder. What are you going to do, right? Yeah. Although Aaron Jones went second last. Yeah. In the fourth round somehow. Oh, and- uh, we didn't even mention Tariq Cohen, fourth rounder, 44th overall for uh, Mike. Uh, like, a, you know, a great fourth rounder and probably one of the, you know, between Cohen and Jones. And, you know, these are these are guys that you do not get in the fourth round. So, yeah, good pick. Good. All right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Unless you have anything else other than uh, Mahoney's White Claw Party and how awesome he is. <laughs> He's great. He is great. All right, well then, uh, stay safe, everyone.